Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the home comfort show presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. We thank you for listening today and hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information about your heating, air conditioning, and maybe a little bit about curling. But most important, we'd love to answer your questions. Um, so please send those in to inchbyinch at peterinch.ca and we will enter you in to win a smart thermostat at the end of the month. How's Mr. Gilbert? I'm good, thanks. Beautiful day when we're taping this. Beautiful day. But uh, understand when this is airing, it may be cloudy with a little rain. Oh, well, no, well, but next week's supposed to be gorgeous. They're talking uh, sun and uh, temperatures as high as 2021 next week. Well, that's good. And, and me and you are golfing tomorrow. We are. Yeah, good luck with that. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, do you think you're going to be better than me? Or you you mean I got to get out of the way of your ball? No, no, no. We'll see. We'll just, we'll talk about it next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no little chirping before? You we know? can chirp all we want, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be better than you tomorrow. You yes. think so? Yeah, I know. Uh, I know uh, I will be. Yeah. Well, you'll be longer. You hit the ball longer. I hit the ball straight. You might be surprised. Uh, well, yeah. well, we'll maybe we'll take videos and put it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and and I have a new ride. Yes. Yeah. Well, we ho- <laughs> we hope we've been hearing this since November, right? But uh, we hope yes, you'll be you'll be driving that new vehicle. Yeah. And, and uh, it will be what color for a little bit? Pearl. It will be pearl. Yes. Until we get it all wrapped. Yeah. And then it will be yellow. And interesting. Interesting enough, I, when I was talking to them, I actually had to, uh, I had to call and ask them. I just because uh, Alicia down at North London Toyota, I she called me just to verify I was coming in Friday at eleven, and I said, Alicia, just one question: uh, What color is it? And she kind of laughed. She said, Don't you know what color it is? And I said. No, no, when we were ordering this, I just said, I need it quickly, and uh, whatever light, light color would work. And um, she said, it's pearl. And I went, great, pearl's good. Now, do you need a ride down there? Do you want me to give you a ride? I down? do need a ride. Well, I'll, I'll give you a ride. I was going to actually let Dean take me in his yellow Jeep. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'll give you a ride. I can get some pictures as your face drops. Oh, okay, but. yes. And we're, this week, we're going to be talking to Laura. And Scott? Yes. Lauren Scott? Um, you interviewed him uh, during the open house. I but did, yeah. We didn't have time last week to play it, so we're going to play it this week. Yes. Uh, so that'll be interesting. And, and we're up to 598 people on Facebook who are so, following us. So 602 to go. Yep, we're moving. Yep. We're almost halfway there. You know, yep. Well, we're over halfway to the thousand. Yes, we so. are. And I want to thank Coffee News, who uh, invited me out this week to attend a Knights game on their behalf, and we had a great time. And then I went and sat in my season tickets for the Game 7 to only leave in overtime as disappointed fan. Oh. But then I got home and saw that the Leafs had lost, and things were all better. The world kind of equaled out there. The Knights lost, the Leafs lost, but that's 50-50. Well, the Leafs took some, the Leafs took some penalties that they, they couldn't afford to take. So hopefully when they play in Tampa, 
uh, in, a, in, a, in a couple of days, yeah. th they'll have that figured out. Yes. And do you have your leaf flag flying at home? No, I, when my, it, my leaf flag at home flies 365. Oh. Well, I have my Calgary flag up there. Yeah, it just comes out, though, for the playoffs. You don't fly it 24-7, 365. Well, so when they you're not a true fan. When they lose a the game, I drop it to half-mass. Well, you should lose. just, yeah. <laughs> so, and then when they win, we put them all the way back up. It's a pride. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, a, you're a fickle fan. <laughs> you're a fickle fan. <laughs> well, it's going to be a lot of fun. And you can still volunteer for the Tim Hortons Briar. Uh, by going to www.curlingcurling.ca backslash 2023briar, 2023briar, backslash volunteers. So get there. There's uh, The volunteers are filling up fast, so we don't want you to miss out. Now we I, had... I still haven't got my confirmation yet. <laughs> I told you. I've worked that system that, you know... I put in these people that if they apply, they put a hold on it. They freeze it. Take your money, but then they put yeah, a hold on it. Yeah, take my money. Yes. Yeah, take my money. Okay, that's good. So you've got the cash. Yeah. Just, yes. Just but we'll no... give it back if we don't accept you. We'll, we'll refund the money back. Oh, will you? Yep. Oh, aren't you kind? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, okay. And what did you put down? You wanted outdoor rink. No. Right, right? Oh, no. wow. I think I put down if he puts outdoor rink, accept them, but. Right, so then I'm never going to be accepted because, you know, I just truly believe that everybody, all volunteers should have to experience the outdoor rink. So, you know, even if they just had to do one day of it, I've done 14 days of the outdoor rink and I feel I'm, I'm done. I've given my call. I have time to move on and, and, and let me, you know, let my experience shine in other places. Did you ever have to use a leaf blower to put in the outdoor rink? No, we had to use snow shovels to get three feet of snow <laughs> off it so that people could play and erect tents to keep the sun off the rings so they wouldn't melt. And I, I can go on. I can go on. Well, I had to, you know, use a leaf blower because we were in a blizzard and blow it so that we could etch it and paint the rings. But it's called a broom. It's called a broom? <laughs> no, <laughs> the snow was coming too fast for the broom, so we had to bring out the leaf blower at that point. But it was a lot of fun, so we're going to do it again. Now, we had a question come in that said, uh, SEER rating, what is it? Uh, well, a SEER rating is an acronym for something called seasonal, um, uh, seasonal. It, it's an efficiency rating. So, Seasonal energy efficiency rating. So anyway, um, it is just, if the easiest way to, that we tell people is just you can relate it to miles per gallon on your car or kilometers per liter, whatever that is, right? So um, the SEER number goes from zero all the way up to, I don't know, 30 these days. And so the higher the number, the less electricity that air conditioner uses. So uh, 10 SEER uses less than an 8 or 12 uses less than an, uh, an 11. So... Um, now that there is minimal efficiencies that we have to that we are bound by uh, to put in, so the, the least efficient air conditioner we can install today is a 13 sear. Um, the ones that we what we're doing a lot these days is we're putting in uh, hybrid heat pump systems, and those heat pumps are 20 sear units, so they are really really electrically efficient. So um, just keep in mind that if, for instance, if you had a if you had an older unit and 
um, it, and it, it's you've been running it for years. If you put a brand new air conditioner in, think of it this way. You could run, if you ran your old air conditioner for one day, you could power a new unit for three with the same amount of electricity that you're using. So keep that in mind. It really is, they, they really are cost savers, um, more reliable, uh, and probably going to be a little quieter than what your old unit is these days. So also, they ask, what is a good rating? So what is a good SEER rating? Well, we, we, we probably recommend like 16 uh, like the 13 number is going to be going up shortly so we think it's going to go from 13 to 14 as a minimum so uh you're, you're gonna you know you're gonna want to you're gonna want to shop in the 16 range uh, at least these days and travel up from there okay well and hence you know there was another question later on we'll talk about this but sometimes depending on the sear rating can also depend on the physical size of the air conditioner, but not so much in heat pumps. Right. So when we get to that question, maybe we can talk about the air conditioning part of it and then move into a little bit about the heat pump side of it. Right. Um, you were listening to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 226 499 3752 or always online at peterinch.ca and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch uh, Peter Inch and Associates and uh, we're here on our open house day Saturday uh, April the 23rd here in location at 10 Pacific Court in London, Ontario. I have two special guests. I have Laura and Scott from the St. Thomas Curling Club and uh, they are here with me today. Welcome. Hey, Steve. Thanks. <laughs> Anyways, I just want to say congratulations. You guys had a great victory just recently. You won the? We won the Ontario Mixed Curling Championship last weekend. So, yeah, we represented St. Thomas Curling Club uh, and had a great week up in Belleville. Awesome. And so th- what happens now? Now we get to represent Ontario at the National Championships in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Oh, really? Yes. I've never been there. We haven't either. We've heard it's cold. <laughs> yeah. And we're going in November, so we're going to dress warm. <laughs> so that's November of this year coming? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So that'll be exciting. And so that this is the Canadian, the National Championships. And so uh, your representative, Ontario, got it. And then so um, when you win that, where, where are you going? Yeah, if we win that, there is a World Mixed Championship. And to be honest, I don't think we've looked forward to see where it is yet. But okay, I like that. Certainly, that's the goal. Let's go win Canadians. Oh, cool. And so, uh, Laura, your first... Uh, provincial win? Yes, this is my first provincial win. I've made it to a few finals, but uh, this is the first time coming out on top, so it's a nice feeling. It is. <laughs> Winning a province is always a great feeling, yes. And Scott, you've won province before? Uh, yeah, first time I've won mixed. I've won other events, but uh, mixed was certainly special. Like We got to play with a few of our best friends, and Laura and I are engaged, so that was the icing on the cake to, to win that weekend. Awesome. So then are you going to be married before the mixed? Uh, no. no uh, okay. All right. Okay. So we'd like to we'd like to talk about that more. And, <laughs> and so uh, we thank you for. So what's your association with Peter Rich and Associates? That's what kind of it's kind of cool because why you're sitting here in front of me. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Laura and I also play mixed doubles, which is two person curling, and we are proudly supported by Peter Rich and Associates. So they are one of our our partners, and uh, yeah, we have we. Uh, 
of our uniforms designed for next year. They're blue and yellow to support Peter Inch and Associates, and we're great friends of uh, you, Steve, and Peter. So, um, what a great what a great partnership. Awesome, and. Laura, you've kind of got this crazy affinity for one of our vehicles, right? Yeah, I hope to drive to at least one of our mixed doubles events in that nice Jeep. In the Jeep, I okay. Think it would look great. It we, would... we would look really good in that Jeep. What do you think, Scott? It's all she talks about. <laughs> <laughs> so not, not about the event, just about driving the Jeep to the event. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that could be a negotiation thing. Um, Dean usually drives that Jeep. I don't know if he'd have to come along as well, uh, but maybe if Dean doesn't go, I can kind of just tag along. Just hey, we always need someone to carry the brooms. Right? Yeah. Well, I was gonna, I was kind of actually <laughs> going to be the statistician or something. I could do your stats or something like that. Well, stats, snacks, whatever you snacks, want. Snacks, <laughs> stats, and snacks. That kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, I could, I could probably look after that. Well, we really appreciate you guys uh, coming down today because you know driving all the way to St. Thomas to find us here in Northeast London. We appreciate that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great facility. We're happy to be here. Thanks for having us, Steve. And uh, also, we'll be watching you very closely. And are you you're going to be playing mixed doubles as well? We are, yep. Oh, very cool. So then we'll keep an eye on you and, and uh, be cheering you on at Nationals. Awesome. Thanks so much. Okay. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming and seeing us. Well, so you're, you're, you're going to carry their bags. Yeah. You were trying to get the stat side of it, but... They went back to bags and snacks. It's fine. You know, we all have to start someplace. And although they may only see me as a um, porter and, uh, you know, a, a waiter, um, I, you know, I can certainly give my worth in the statistician role. You know, coach, that kind of stuff I'd be good at. Yeah. Well, Laura and Scott, I'll, I'll start training Steve. So... On uh, on Sunday, I'll let him carry my golf bag around on the golf course. <laughs> you along let, you with let his. me, yeah, like both of you, so you can get used to that weight and you can strengthen up your arms carrying the bags, and and you can bring snacks. Too. Oh, can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're gonna let me bring snacks to the golf course? Yeah. So, wow, you, you know you are such a generous person well, at times. I'm I just, just tell you, just yeah. trying to help the team. Yeah, we, you yeah. know, we sponsor them. I just want to make sure they're prepared and their their support group, which now you're one of their support group that they're prepared. Apparently, to. yes. Only because I may have the keys to the jeep and yeah. I have the support <laughs> That's group. Right. That's yeah. the only reason. I, oh, I you're a chauffeur as well. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. But I don't mind being the chauffeur. The chauffeur's kind of a cool job. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. But it's in Saskatchewan. You're driving to Saskatchewan. Wherever, <laughs> where, wherever, you know, wherever it takes me. Yeah, yeah I'm fine. And don't tell Dean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, Dean's just going to find the Rav sitting in his driveway, and the Jeep's gone. Right? Yeah. He's going to say, "What the heck?" Yeah. Well, but if you drive the Rav, you know, it's electric, so we'll save money. Hybrid. Yeah, it's, it's it's both. It's it's right. got it's it's gas and uh, and electric. Yeah. Well, we wish them, uh, you know, congratulations on that. It's going to be a lot of fun watching them at the nationals, and uh, you know, we'll give them some toques so that they can keep their head warm. Yeah, I like I should I should just go out and surprise them and just kind of show up for the nationals yeah. and just you know maybe I'll just I'll ask Dean if I could just borrow the jeep just to drive out and I'll just park it out front and I'll just. Sit behind the glass, and I'll just, you know, after the game, I'll just take Laura outside and say, see, look what I brought. Now, we have another team that we have a connection with that's playing international. Right now. Right now. They're four and one as we uh, tape this show. Yep. uh, At the U18 National, so that's under 18, and they're playing in the uh, men's side. 
uh, and they're four and one. That's tremendous, right? Yeah, with one more game to go. They're Ontario two, right? And their last game's against Ontario one. And I'm thinking, okay, we we have what you know, all these provinces and territories, and we got to play each other. Yeah, you know, like that. But anyway, that, yeah, that that does that seems a bit odd, right? Yeah. That you'd play Ontario. I better get back on that board and fix things up. You know. Yeah, but maybe they just other they just don't want other provinces to play Ontario. Who knows? Well, or it could have been a simple draw out of a hat. Could be. Yeah, you know, and that's how it ended up, or point system, or who knows? But, yes. But anyways, that's uh, so they're doing very well, and we we and that's in Oakville. Right, so, so that's just down the road. Yeah, so you could drive the Jeep to that one. <laughs> I could, but, yes. Uh, it's, uh, so we wish them, and that's Andy, or not Andy, uh, no. Owen. Owen. <laughs> Owen Henry. Owen Henry. My goodness. Uh, on uh, Team Harry, Harry Jones. Jones. Yes. And then in, on the ladies' side, there is a, um, a player from Elderton playing on that as well. Excellent. And so uh, lots of representation from London and area. So, yes. So we're pretty happy about that. So keep your eye out. Maybe some flags flying and Horn have a parade or up That's in right. Elderton. In Elderton, yeah, yes. Why would that take five minutes? Go through the main street, just boom, wow. done. You know, you, you're not going to make you're not going to make any friends in Elderton, vice. You know, because some of the people in Elderton listen to our radio show. Yeah, because I spent there. I spent a lot of years there, curling. Right? You did, yeah. 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 And then you got wise, and you finally came home to the St. Thomas Curling, <laughs> <laughs> home of the Ontario champion mixed fours. Going to nationals. I thought you were going to say home of the Ontario champion, 1968. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Don. Doctor Don Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, my dad. Yeah. yeah. Jim Waite. Jim Waite. Al yeah. Zickman. Dick Ronald. And Dick Ronald. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We remember that. Pretty cool. We kind of got that. Well, you and I remember our, that. Yes. It drilled yes. into yeah. our heads of yeah. who they were playing on water because the ice was so bad out there. Yes. Yeah. That was in BC. BC, Kelowna, BC. Yeah. Yeah. The ice was so bad it was almost water. Yeah, they couldn't throw their hits hard enough. Yeah. Back then, that was a big thing. Yeah. Now, you know what? If they had the stick like me, you know, I can throw a pretty hard hit with that stick weight. Yeah? Yeah. You think you could make it on water with stick weight? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Which I could I could make it to at least the button. Like it would stop really? on the button okay. with hit weight. But. Um, so we... We're going to take a, a quick break, but you're listening to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Inch by Inch, the Home Comfort Show, presented by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. Um, We were talking in the first segment uh, about the SEER rating, and I had another question that came in that said, everything these days are getting smaller. Why are air conditioners getting bigger? Uh, Well, it has a lot to do with just with straight efficiencies. So... um, the air conditioner outside is really it's it's a heat exchanger. So there's a two parts to your uh, air conditioner. There's the evaporator coil which goes above the furnace. It's actually gotten bigger as well, 
and then there's the part outside called the condensing unit. So the uh, part above the furnace is like a sponge, so it absorbs all the heat and the moisture from inside the house. And then it, your air conditioner just kind of transfers that heat to the uh, outdoor condensing unit. So the idea is to, to get rid of heat quickly and efficiently. Um, and if it's small and compact, it really, it really has a harder time doing that. So it, it has to work harder. Uh, so if you can imagine, if we just create more surface area, so the unit ends up getting bigger, then we can effectively get rid of heat faster and more efficiently. Because we can only make compressors and condenser fans, which are two other integral parts of that unit, uh, we can only make them so, elect so much electrically efficient that we have to start doing other things, like increasing surface area of the condensing unit in order to achieve those things. So they're, they're, they're probably not ever going to get smaller now. They're probably just, you know, they're going to keep growing in size. And, and when we say big, uh, it's big. Sometimes we have to measure the gate. Yeah, to make sure that the air conditioner will, will go fit through, through yeah, the gate exactly. Yeah, um, or you're taking down a section of fence to get it in. Right. Yeah. So because now, if it's that big, you can imagine it's also that heavy, and we just can't we just can't lift it over a fence. It ha you know we could we could try, but then if it landed on the ground, you probably wouldn't be too impressed with that either. Now heat pumps haven't gone that same way. No, uh, especially the the hybrid unit. Or the mint, what I'll call mini split ductless heat pump. Yeah, they're a side discharge, and and they they also do things a little bit differently than than what the um, than what the traditional air conditioner condenser looks like. So, um, but keep in mind, as they increase in capacity, they get big. So, you know, uh, the ductless units were or the heat pumps we're using here. Um, you know, there's quite a size difference between a ton and a half and a two ton unit. Uh, it's thicker. Has more presence so even so you know they do get bigger but they also have smarter technology they can they can spin down the uh, condenser fan just to draw more more or like less air or more air through it when they need to so it's actually they're they're quite intelligent machines yeah and they would get you know let's say two feet thick yes but they get longer and higher higher yeah versus the air conditioners are getting three feet square all or the way four around. feet yes. square yeah. and so it it takes a bigger footprint those uh, the heat pumps might take a smaller footprint yes. to make it easier to, to you, fit in certain areas you'll see nowadays even in new home construction they're using a lot more of those units just because of the space difference between the homes these days they're building houses closer together and that makes it difficult on contractors because we're trying to fit all this stuff we, we're trying to vent furnaces water heaters we have fresh air now we have ventilation systems we have to put in we're trying to figure out where the gas meter goes where the where the air conditioner or the heat pump goes so places are getting quite um quite compact and if they're too close then there's going to be an air mix so we really have to be cognizant of that when they're putting these things together so that makes it more difficult now if you've ever traveled you will see these ductless units hanging on the outside of buildings that i don't know how they're ever going to service it you know it's because true. they're like, just like, all over the place yeah when you watch some interesting youtube channels you're going to see people hanging hanging over railings by holding on them by their ankles or something yeah. while they're servicing a unit we don't do that that's just that's not safe at least we can't do that here in canada uh so keep in mind that when we're discussing where we're going to put these units we really keep maintenance and service in mind and so I'll 
lot of the new apartments. Yes. They're putting them on the balcony. Yes, on the patios. Yes. Yeah. Because we can't, you can't put it where it's someplace where you cannot service it. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And there's some in the city that I drive around and go, I don't, I don't know how you're going to do that without a cherry picker or, yeah, or something. something like that. So. Another question that came in says, uh, I replaced my air conditioner last year because I wasn't getting cooling upstairs. And I'm still not getting cooling upstairs. Why? Say that to me one more time. Sorry. You're not listening. You're drinking, drinking that coffee drinking and you're coffee. not paying any attention to what I'm saying. Oh, just, I don't know. Maybe I'll just walk out here. Okay. What? Or whatever you like. <laughs> Said I replaced my air conditioner last year. Okay. Because I wasn't getting cooling upstairs. Okay. And I'm still not. Okay. So it's not an air conditioner issue. It's a, it's probably a duct issue. So like a new air conditioner is not going to fix poor duct work. A new furnace is not going to fix poor duct work. If you're having, if you're having issues heating certain areas or cooling certain areas in your house, it's not a furnace problem and it's not an air conditioner problem. It's going to be an air circulation problem. So um, maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a duct that has come unattached uh, and you just don't know it. I mean, was it always a? These are questions I would ask. Is it always been a problem or just lately? Uh, when did you first notice it? Um, and so all these things kind of happen. And then when you buy a home, you have no idea what you're purchasing. So you may have purchased that and, you know, it's just the time of the year, everything was fine. But now now it's the summer, it's really cold in the wintertime and you're noticing some temperature differences. So are there ways around that? Typically, yes. It typically means adding ductwork or or looking at, looking at the situation and being able to figure out what we can do to make that better. We don't recommend inline fans. We don't think they work. If they ever stop, then that duct will close completely and you won't get anything out of them. Um, but sometimes they, sometimes people will use those. Uh, but the ones that sit on top of the grill, probably not what I would recommend. There are ones that you buy inline fans, um, centrifugal fans, which actually move air very, very well. But keep in mind, uh, they can cause problems as well. Or open up the walls. Yep. And put the proper ductwork upstairs. Yep. Or more ductwork. Or duct more ductwork. Sometimes it's just adding cold air returns uh, where they have not been uh, before. So it's interesting because the city of London's pretty. Uh, they're pretty stringent on those things. You know, uh, in order for a mechanical system to be installed in London, they have to submit uh, mechanical drawings to the city to make sure that. They've got the proper ductwork going to the, you know, second floor, main floor. It, but in Ontario, it's weird. We only usually have one heating system. You know, in Alberta, on a two-story house, they'll have a furnace for the main floor. They'll have a furnace for the for the second floor. Hmm. Yeah. Now, closing doors will help. On only the, on the main, uh, second floor. No, if they don't have any cold air returns, closing doors actually makes it worse. So. Uh, your register has to be able to move air, and if there's no cold air return in that room and you close the door, that, that supply air actually stops working as that room pressurizes. So you're better to leave doors open if there's no cold air returns in them, and then they'll circulate better. Um, now another question came in. A technician said it's not good to let the dog pee on the outdoor air conditioner. Is this true? Dogs, cats, skunks, coyotes whatever nothing should um 
drunken when you come home. You shouldn't pee on your you shouldn't pee on your outdoor air conditioner because the um, the uh, acid in urine will will eat away at the aluminum coil and it will eventually just kind of rot it out. And there's basically you're replacing that air conditioner. Absolutely yes. If you can't if you don't have the fins to dis- dissipate the heat, it's not doing anything. So yeah, it would just. Yeah, and gonna, the cost of, to replace the coil will be more than the cost yes, to, to put it air to put a brand new air conditioner in. And can you even get the coil? Yeah. yeah. So if you see that, you have to discourage it somehow. You know, people I've seen put evergreens all the way around it, but that sometimes, unless there's a couple of feet yes. between the air conditioner and the evergreen, because they still need to breathe. And and you have to remember the evergreen is going to grow. So even though you plant it with two feet in five years, you don't have two feet. Yeah, you gotta kind of remember that as you're planting those things. And you can't electrify them either because that's bad, right? You can't put a little electrical charge like a like a electric fence that doesn't you know you you can get in trouble for that one. Maybe for the skunk. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one last night just before I let the dog out. And I Is went, that right? Well, so I bang in the door, making all kinds of noise, and it's just ignoring me and going about his. It's, and I'm just thinking, okay. And I let my little white fluffy dog out, there's going to be trouble. Yeah. yeah. It was barking, going crazy, and saw it, and it wanted it. And I just, but it went out front and ate my grubs. You, you didn't want, you didn't want uh, Tundra to get smelling like a skunk? No. No. I'd never get it out of her. <laughs> It'd be shaved off. Yeah. So. Well, you're listening to the Inch by inch home comfort show presented by peter inch and associates heating and air conditioning when we're not on the radio you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca and we'll be right back welcome back to the inch by inch the uh home comfort show at peter inch and associates and uh peter just decided that uh he'd had he'd he had run out of material, so he said that uh, I was I was to grab one of the partners. So I got Josh sitting in the chair across from me. How are you, Josh? Steve, I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. And aren't you just thrilled to be back on the radio? Oh, I love it when Peter asks me to come on here. <laughs> I, I wake up and I just get out of bed and I say I can't wait to go on the radio. It's you my favorite yeah, thing to do. During this the day. is this is me. Yes, but yeah. you you know you've. You've jumped into the uh, marketing spot a few times, right? You were on television. You've been on the radio. You're doing all right. right? I yeah. Somehow uh, everybody else runs away, and I'm uh, <laughs> here. You I'm, are. I'm the face everyone gets to see, and now the voice. So here I am. That's right. So it it'll be a good thing, right? Yeah. No, it, it is good. It's uh, it's breaking me out of my comfort zone, and it's it's good to try new things, right? So. Well, speaking of new things, yeah. you've switched coffees. I have. I was just. <laughs> I looked down at mine. I looked over at yours. Looks like we're enjoying the same beverage. We are, right? So I'm thrilled to have you uh, on the uh, Starbucks Americano team. Yeah. No, uh, I'm enjoying it quite a lot. It's a good cup of coffee. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Gets me uh, prepared for the radio. (laughs) That's why do you think I drink so much. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So um, just, you know, we've been in business now for what, four months? About that, yeah. And so um, just... How are things? How are things out on the road? Things are good. Um, we're staying pretty busy, pretty consistent. Uh, we're getting a lot of phone calls. Um, we're in that weird season where 
you know, in the morning you need your furnace, and the mid afternoon you need your air conditioner. So we're we're staying pretty busy with that. Yeah, you uh, you showed me a picture the other day. You had taken apart an air conditioner completely. Yes. You took the uh, outer condenser shell off, and uh, what'd you find? Uh, I found the unit was quite dirty. Uh, it sits there for for months uh, with the cover on it. Well, the cover does you know keep a lot out of it. Uh, the problem is during the summer. You know, the, the summer previous you get a lot of leaves and and bugs get inside the the unit and you know as that fan is working that coil is getting dirty picking up dirt and dust and um, you know with construction season you get you get a lot of stuff on that coil so uh, when I go out it's fun to take the the top right off check the fan make sure the fan motor itself and the the blade is clear Um, you know it's not dirty it's not bent nothing to that nature and then I take the the outer casing off and and really get that coil exposed and give it a good clean um, you know from the inside out yeah I, I was absolutely surprised how dirty that is and, and you really can't see that from with the shroud being on it not really well I'm sure you can see that it's dirty but not to the extent it was well and that's the problem with these protective covers um, you know they make the air conditioner look you know really pleasant to, to look at um, but when you take that casing off or that that coil or you know protective coil off you really see how the actual condenser coil is pretty filthy um, so that's why it's, it's good to have your annual maintenance uh, to make sure the equipment's running how it should be. Right. So let's say a, a person doesn't necessarily do that. So they don't yep. go to the extent of, or a service tech doesn't go to the extent of taking that shroud off and cleaning that unit. Mm-hmm. You know, what can, what can happen? Um, well, the, the equipment's just not going to run as efficient. Um, as it gets hotter outside, that coil gets dirty and the condenser can't reject the heat that it needs to reject. Um, you know, increasing your refrigerant pressures. Um, the, the compressor is going to be working harder, your condenser fan motor, so the fan on the top is going to be working harder. It's just your system in general is going to be working harder and it's going to be using uh, you know, more electricity uh, during the, and it's going to take longer to cool as well. So I see, okay. So um, obviously it, it's important that really, number one, maintenance, 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 right? Exactly. And then, and then a proper maintenance. So just not coming by looking at the unit going, yeah, it looks okay. Yeah, that's that's the worst thing, isn't it? Someone <laughs> comes by, turns it on, and goes, "Look at that! It works, right? It turns on. <laughs> See you later." No, it. You need. It's one thing to do a maintenance, but there's another thing to to take it all apart and give it a good clean. And and that's the nice thing about the system we have here. And uh, after I'm I'm done with the maintenance, I can send the customer like before and after photos. So you know, the customer has me come out. They may not know exactly what I do, but when I'm done with my appointment, I can show them in their email receipt. You know, this is what it was before. This is how it looks now, and and they can see in real time. You know how the maintenance um, is beneficial to them. Right. You. It also helps when you're uh, if if something was out of whack on your furnace. So per se, if you saw a gas pressure that wasn't correct. So um, you know, gas pressure on a furnace is pretty critical these days. Yep. So if it's what they call it, under firing, over firing. Exactly. Yep. So I mean, they're both bad, are they? They are. Um, if the unit's under firing, um, well, first you're not going to have the proper gas air mixture, right? You need to have the gas pressure set to where it needs to be. Um, if it's under firing, it could take a long time to heat the house as well. Uh, I had a customer that I, I worked on his furnace, and uh, his his gas bill was quite expensive because the, uh, the the furnace was never set up correctly, and the gas pressure was set way too low, and the furnace way, uh, ran way too long but it comes from the factory perfect doesn't it oh it always does (laughs) it always does 
So even though it's a brand new furnace right from the factory, of course, you need to set it up. We do, yeah. So even you know with our installations, we take the time. We make sure the drain is is primed correctly. Uh, make sure both the gas pressures for you know if it's a single stage or a two stage unit. Uh, make sure they're both correct. Um, it's not just throw the furnace in and turn see the switch you later. on and see you later. Yeah, it's not a plug and play sort of unit. There's there's a little bit of maintenance you got to do at the start, uh, but over time it does need to be maintained to make sure that all the uh, the pressures and and your temperature ranges. Uh, temperature rise it has to be what the manufacturer says it needs to be okay and that changes from time to time doesn't it it does yeah um like like different manufacturers they always come up with a new revision because like a car or a computer uh, there's upgrades in the software let's say so uh, when they do that when they make a major revision change they actually reprint the the manual right Yep, yep. And then, you know, one unit from one year might be different to the next, or every manufacturer could be different. They're all different pressures, so it's not, you know, it's a standard across the board. Um, they are all quite different in, in that sense. Right, and sometimes they send bulletins, and sometimes they don't. So really, um, it's good for a technician to open up the manual and look at it just to make sure things are right. Of course, yes. Reading uh, is very important in this job. You need to read and, and make sure you're up to date with but what the manufacturer says, and and there's there are some furnaces out there now that we actually have to connect our smart smartphone to, and they push an update through the smartphone to their furnace uh, control board. So oh, so that's how they do the upgrade. Some of the some of the manufacturers do, yes. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Okay, and so um, you know, we've been installing Carrier. So how, you've been finding the Carrier product good? Yeah, Carrier is a great product, big name. Um, it's been around a long, long time. So they're they're a joy to work on, uh, and the best part is. They're reliable. They're efficient, reliable, um, and they do last. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else going on? So you've you've you know we talked about furnaces, air conditioners, uh, anything out in the field that you've seen which is really kind of weird that stood out in your mind in the past week? Um, not really. I uh, haven't seen many critters this much this year, but I'm sure they're coming. So, um, you know, squirrels and furnaces or chipmunks or, or mice. Or Earwigs. Earwigs are a big one in air conditioners. Yeah. No, not quite. Not okay. quite yet. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for jumping in and, and uh, making it a seamless uh, segment for the show. Um, you know, your your skill set and your knowledge is, is awesome, and we're it's great, great that you're here as a partner with the rest of us. Um, can't say enough about that, but... Thank you, Josh. Yep. Thank you, Steve. And I'm going to enjoy this cup of coffee here that you recommended to me. <laughs> well, uh, when we're not on the radio, you can reach us at 226-499-3752 or always online at peterinch.ca. Uh, to listen to this show or any of our show, you go to peterinch.ca and you hit the podcast button at the top of the homepage. And uh, as we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. Bye from Inch. Life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.